Welcome to The After Party, a podcast about lessons learned and shaping the future. I'm your host, Raven Bonowell. And today I am joined by Allison Ann. Allison is leading the restaurant revolution as bars and restaurants reopen post-COVID. She believes that the key to financial success in the hospitality industry and all industries is employee engagement and well-being from ownership right down to the dishwashing team. Hi, Allison. Hi, Raven. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being here and celebrating the end of, well, we hope, the end of COVID-19. Fingers crossed. Yes. Fingers crossed. Yes. Uh, What are you most looking forward to now that the restrictions of COVID are lifting? Oh, travel. Absolutely. 100% getting back out and traveling. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Have you planned any trips or is there any place that you're like really looking forward to going now that everything's opening back up? Uh, My husband and I actually did kind of a short domestic trip. We just, we picked Savannah, Georgia. We heard good things, but it was literally just like, we can travel and we want to travel. So we, we went down to Savannah for a couple of days, had some Southern food, enjoyed some, some just gorgeous views um, but I uh, cannot wait. We're going to our favorite all-inclusive resort in Mexico in September. And I've just, I'm so upset that it's been so long since I've been there. <laughs> well, hopefully it will make it that much more exciting and adventurous and relaxing once you get there. That all sounds absolutely incredible. I totally want to go too. And if I didn't have a one-year-old we would probably be planning the same thing. <laughs> uh, fair, totally fair. Fair, fair, yeah. Um, so Allison, we're here today to talk about restaurants and how it went in the restaurant industry. You know, uh, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I have a lot of friends that are in the restaurant industry and there was a lot of back and forth of what should be happening and what was and wasn't and you know everything opening back up and restaurants did all sorts of things uh, mm-hmm. during the pandemic <laughs> so yeah wh- well what was that like as somebody who is in there and, and and coaching in that industry during all of this yeah well it's funny you said like how it how it went in the restaurant industry and it's like do we really know how it went? Do we even know how it's going now? <laughs> like I'm I'm not sure that we are like a hundred percent on that yet. Um, it was just the way that things were changing constantly, um, to the things that we believed about how safe we were to the restrictions that were placed on us. And then the restrictions would change. And there was the constant pivot of what was allowed and what wasn't allowed. And I mean, we're still in that to an extent, I mean, uh, especially with all of the states being in control of their own restrictions, it's like you can you can drive, especially in our area, in the D.C. area, you can drive 20 minutes, be in Virginia, and it's totally different what's allowed. Um, so, yeah, being in it, it was just a lot of like, take it as it comes. There was a lot of like, we can't decide what we're doing two or three weeks from now, because we don't actually know what the state of the world is going to be then. So what do we know right now? What's like the best choice we can make for us right now? And then as we get more information, we'll probably have to pivot again. 
Wow. Yeah. Just thinking about that, like taking it a day, a day at a time, essentially, and just, we know we're going to get more information later and we've got to change and everything like that. How, how did, how did your clients uh, and the people that you've been in communication with, how they handle that? Uh, some better than others, you know, (laughs) of course, because we're humans. I say that I really like, I just like it. I could not be prouder to be in the restaurant industry right now. Um, the way that so many people stepped up to handle this pandemic was just truly like breathtaking and inspiring. Um, yeah. And it was, man, how, Some people completely changed their business models. Some people said, we're just going to have to close down until we can open back up. Like my, so my personal job, I was the communications and events director at this huge 500 person capacity sports bar in downtown Washington, DC. And basically overnight, we went from being in like a bustling metropolis where people were coming down to work to literally 95% of our potential clientele was no longer coming to that part of the city anymore. They just stayed home. Yeah. And home was not there. So there was no one who could come to the bar, even if we could host them, but just like the the kind of space that we have it's very little seating we're not a restaurant we were a bar and it was like it does not make sense for us to be open right now it does not make sense for us to do takeout for our chicken poppers and our <laughs> our beers it's not it's not something that's viable you know we were looking at an incredible amount of money each month that we would have to pay in rent that being open for takeout would have put like a tiny little dent in. Um, So yeah, people really had to look at what's our business model. What does our space look like? What does our staffing needs look like? And then, like I said, it's like, what's the best choice for us right now? Yeah. Yeah. And well, and that's so cool too. I mean, because I feel like when we're, we're, we're just going along, you know, day to day with nothing really stopping us, we don't, often take a look at, hold on, does this actually work? Or, you know, is there a better way to do this? I I keep thinking about, um, I've got this, I have post-it note on my wall because uh, my wall is full of post-it notes and it says Mm -hmm. commitments actually free you up. And I think about that in like a restrictions way too, right? There's like a restrictions, if commitments free you up, restrictions allow for more creativity yeah. because of all the, the flexibility. Like if you've just got a world full of, you can do whatever. I mean, my God, that, oh, that's paralyzing to an extent, you know, of like, I, I'm totally stuck, you know, at that point. Um, but putting all of these restrictions, it does have you take a look, like, is this the best business model? Is this the best, um, is this what our intention is? Is this how we actually want to run this? So what did you find, you know, in what ways did maybe restaurants adapt or, or even the bar, um, that where you work, how did people adapt in a, in a great way that maybe will continue happening now that, you know, hopefully fingers crossed COVID's over. Right. Yeah. And, um, 
just to speak to that before I get into some specifics, it's a really, really exciting time to be coaching in the restaurant industry because that sort of thing that you were just talking about, like really taking a look at like, what's our intention here? What are we committed to as a business? And like, what does that mean for how we want to run this business and how we want to communicate with our employees and treat our employees? That was, is entirely why I started my business my coaching business in order to go into restaurants, really work with them on that. And one of the things that I came up against before COVID was if you've never worked in the restaurant industry, I will just tell you it is a fast paced, lots of fires to be put out all the time kind of place, you know, which is part of what I want to address. I think that maybe there could be a better way for us to be doing this, but to come into that atmosphere and say like, Hey, I just thought that maybe we could like slow down and look at what you're committed to and maybe shift your business model around. People are like, are you crazy? Uh-huh. I don't have time for that. <laughs> so just high level, um, it's a really, really exciting time for me to be doing what I'm doing and to be try- uh, just making the impact that I want to make in the industry because COVID did give people that opportunity to slow down and to take a look at, oh my gosh, I have been burning myself out, working like crazy, working 90 hours a week for the last couple of years because I thought I had to. But now I'm discovering that actually I can make a few small intentional changes and all of a sudden, oh man, I can work an actual 40 hour work week. I can delegate some of this work. Um, You know, lots of really cool, exciting things. I have worked with people and talked to people in the industry who are closing down on Mondays and Tuesdays and saying, Hey, we realized how important it is that we actually like take care of ourselves and have two days off in a row to be able to like do laundry and rest on day one. And then like, go have a social life on day two. Um, So there are people who are eliminating positions in the restaurant because they've realized that their teams can handle and can like have the capacity to step up in a new way and to come together as a team to work together. It's like when everyone is working together and in sync in a new way, we actually need fewer people, which means that we can pay those people more money and take care of them better. And things actually run more efficiently. And um, the the whole business actually makes more money, which means that we can continue to bring people on and pay them more. Um, so lots of really cool staffing and, and hours, things shifting around like that. Um, in addition to just the, the things that we created as a society, like DC is keeping to go alcohol for the foreseeable future. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Like the kind of thing that everybody would have thought that's crazy. No way we can do that. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. we proved for an entire year that actually we can, and we can be responsible and we can create this as a society. So like, why not? That's going to be a huge income boom for places. Yeah. If you are listening to this, don't ruin to go alcohol and DC. Please don't be the one that ruins it for the rest of us. <laughs> it has been fun. Um, you know, you were talking about uh, you were talking about the restaurants embracing the humanity and and really, mm-hmm. you know, realizing that people need breaks and and looking at that. And I noticed that 
my coach brain is like, oh, that's so good. I love it. So awesome. And my consumer brain is like, but what if I want to go out on a Monday night? You know, <laughs> I know that um, there's this, uh, uh, my husband and I visit, uh, we love going to Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where I went to school and, you know, we just love going down there to visit every time, every time we go down for like a long weekend and we cannot go out to eat on Sunday night or on Monday. And it's just like, it's, you know, anecdotal of course, but it's like every restaurant in the city is closed for dinner on Sunday and Monday. And we always remember that after we've made our hotel arrangements and travel plans and everything like that. So, you know, what, what do you, um, what's the conversation been around all of us consumers that are very used to getting what we want when we want? Right. Yes. Um, I mean, definitely there is a lot of, there's a lot of fear around that. You know, what if we make this choice and everybody's mad at us and, you know, everyone's all up in arms and, Certainly for that reason, there are always going to be some places that say like, you know, we're going to stay open the way that we have been. Um, But if we have learned anything in the last 16 months, it is that human beings are totally adaptable. And at the end of the day, we'll get used to almost anything and we might not like it, but like we can handle it. So that's definitely a space that um, the the conversation that we have is like, at the end of the day, it is super important to be doing what is best for the business and the people who work for it. And consumers will adapt. Consumers have always adapted from the the beginning of time. Um, And I think that there's going to be more adaptation to come as, you know, workers are fighting for higher wages and there's, really starting to be a light shined on the fact that like, Hey, consumers, actually, you should be paying a lot more for that chicken. And Uh you just don't, you don't realize that, but it's, it's coming and it's going to happen. So I don't think that we have reached the end of the adjustments that consumers are going to be making with what they expect with restaurants. And I think we can have a conversation in five years and we'll be like, Oh yeah, I forgot that that was new back then. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great point because, you know, what I, what I thought about is how, you know, in this whole thing, as we're coming out of the pandemic and going back, we're the, the idea is that we're going back to normal rather than creating new normal. And, you know, it's a conversation that, that I've had a lot of, well, I don't know. I feel like this is where we are, right. Of mm, the good old days and the way that things used to be and yada, yada, yada. And, uh, we are in such a time of advancement anyway, right? With like just the world we live in and and technology changes the way that, you know, the way that it does and being so fast and everything like that. It's almost like we've, we have learned to adapt and we've adapted and we've been in this culture of adaptation, but then we almost get in these mindsets of, well, let's just, you know, kind of get stuck in our ways in something or go Mm -hmm. back to the way that it was before, rather than getting to create that new normal. It's, it's, it's interesting what we push forward and what we get stuck with. So I I think that that's a really cool distinction of, of what is, what is next and not what 
used to be. And the same thing with consumers adapting, but yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to adapt. I say to myself, you know, <laughs> I actually like, you know, my husband cooks and he's a great cook and we've really enjoyed eating in, um, you know, and looking forward to, to going out again, but yeah, we can cook on Monday nights, you know, so what, Yeah, you know, family night and we'll get used to that. Not that we're not already used to it, but everybody will, you know, and there's something of just embracing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially to, to do so at a time when, you know, we kind of all got thrown into this like concrete mixer of just like being tossed around by the pandemic and not really knowing what was going on. And now we've come out, like we're so much stronger as a society because we know like how much we can be put through the ringer and come out on the other side, just being okay. And so I feel like as we continue to adapt and continue to find these changes that we've had to make, it's not going to be brand new anymore. It's not going to be like, oh, now I need to cook on Mondays. It'll be like, oh, well, okay, this is just like during the pandemic when I cooked Monday through Sunday because that's <laughs> my only option. And yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, you know, you, you talked a little bit about, um, well, you talked a little bit about this, but I'm, I'm curious if there are, there were changes that were already coming to the restaurant industry that you feel like the pandemic really, you know, was a catalyst for that, you know, it was sort of like, well, this is already in the works if we ever found the time, you know, almost. Yeah. Yeah. What, what else yeah. have you noticed? Um, a thousand percent. Um, and not just in my own work, there are a number of restaurant groups across the country. There is a High Road Restaurants, which is more West Coast. Um, and uh, I'm not going to remember the names of the others now, but um, there were already groups that were advocating for the kinds of shifts in the uh, the mindset in the restaurant industry, kind of the way that we run our lives and live our lives in the restaurant industry. Um, a really great example is the, the zero proof cocktail blossoming across the country right now. A lot of that came out of the alcoholism that is rampant in the service industry and people putting their, their feet down and saying, I can't do this anymore. I, I need to kick this habit. I need to clean up. I need to take care of myself. And I still want to be able to go out to a bar and enjoy a cocktail with my friends. I still want to be able to have the social experiences that I was enjoying so much. And so let's create a way to be able to go out and drink with our friends without, you know, getting plastered six nights a week. Um, mm -hmm. So definitely in the sense of raising wages and taking care of our well-being, there was already that kind of inkling of this, this is coming, but there was a lot more backlash. And I think part of it was honestly because even employees in the restaurant industry were really set in our ways. We were really like, this is how it is. This is how it's always been. This is how I like it. I mean, like I am living proof. I used to make a lot of money, like a lot <laughs> yeah. when I was working for tips and to, to turn on and say like, I don't want to give that up so that we can like have higher wages. That's not, that's not the game that I want to play. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit. And all of a sudden, we were kind of forced to reevaluate how we were living our lives 
And we suddenly realized like, oh my gosh, I actually deserve to be making more money that I'm currently making. I deserve to have the kind of work life where I'm not driving myself into the ground in order to just survive and get by. And so that's why we're facing, we were already facing a staffing shortage in Washington, D.C. I don't know how many people really know that. Even before the pandemic, there were so many bars and restaurants that were open that it was tough to find people to staff them. And now people are saying, actually, I deserve to be treated better. And until you can promise me that, I'm not going to come back to work for you. I'm not going back to the way that it was before. And it really took something that I think was moving along like, you know, like a little, like an iceberg very, very slowly. And all of a sudden, COVID melted that iceberg and now it's kind of a deluge. It should be a really exciting couple of years in the restaurant industry as we see how this all shakes out. That's awesome. So do you see the the people that you're talking to, do you see them continuing this conversation now that, I mean, I imagine things are getting busier, businesses mm-hmm. picking up and picking up all the time. Um, you know, because that's been something that I've really thought about during this is that we've just had so much time to be with our thoughts essentially, mm-hmm. right? because it hasn't been busy and it had, you know, my God, what else are you going to do? Right. So <laughs> we've had all of this time and now that things are getting busy and life is coming back, you know, do you, do you see them still having this conversation and continuing to uh, at least keep this part of the development slow to actually take a look or is it getting back into that fast paced mindset again? Um, sadly, I would say that most places that I see, it's already getting into that fast paced mindset. Uh, and so that's why I'm just really grateful that I do what I do and and I can support in the way that I support. There are definitely exceptions. There are certainly people who are taking the lessons that we learned during the pandemic and applying them to how they are shifting their business model now. And I've talked to some really amazing people who are doing really smart things with their businesses and like making more money than they were before because of it and being able to treat their employees well and take better care of their employees because of those decisions that they're making. And there are so many people who are just in a space of like, woohoo, we can open back up. I need staff, bring them on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We've got people who want to come out to eat. And certainly consumers contribute to that because it is this sense of like, I have been locked in my house for a year and all I want is to go to my favorite Mexican restaurant, like open up the doors. Um, So there is certainly that pressure to go back to what it was. And so there's definitely space for more people to to step up and say, hey, 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 time out before we go back to what it was before the pandemic. Like, can we please have a conversation about building this intentionally and creatively so that we're actually taking care of ourselves and taking care of our businesses? Yeah, um, I've been surprised lately even how many new restaurants there are. Because, you know, a lot of things closed down, a lot, of, a lot, a lot of restaurants, a lot of businesses did not make it through the pandemic. Uh, but, you know, we were, uh, we were talking about our neighborhood the other day 
It's like, there are five new restaurants that are open and it's like, okay, well, you know, what models are they, what, what models are they upholding and, and how are they doing this? Um, and my hope, my hope, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I hope that a lot of people see this too, is that people do take the time and it's rewarded because if people are being considerate and intentional about how they run their business, I, I hope that ultimately it's a more successful business, honestly, and that it isn't just like, let's just keep rewarding the same old, same old, yeah. you know, um, I'm one of those people that pays attention to the restaurant scandals and things like that, you know, that happen in DC. And if somebody's been accused of something by multiple people, we don't eat there anymore. Right. Like it's, it's done. Um, but I know that that's not everybody. So, right. you know, um, yeah. What, what do you see about how people can, I don't know, pay attention to this and, and support this movement? That is a great question. Uh, I have to say, like, I am so ensconced in the industry side of things. There's always so much going on there that I actually very rarely think about what it is like to be on the outside. And I just so appreciate you saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, It is really important that consumers speak with their dollars, that consumers Mm -hmm. do some research, follow the news. Yeah, absolutely. Like find out. It's not that difficult. I mean, you you can pretty easily especially as the kind of the restaurateur, the, the celebrity chef idea is, is growing more and more in the United States. It's fairly easy to find out what sort of a corporate culture or for the smaller owned places, like what sort of an ownership culture there is at bars mm-hmm. and restaurants and to reward the ones that are taking care of their people with your dollars. And when you do find out that things are not being run the way that they should, yeah, really um, taking taking that business away. It's it's a an extremely thin profit margin in the restaurant industry, which is another thing that I am working to change. I think that that's definitely something that we're like, oh, well, that's just the way it is. And I don't think it has to be. I think that we can make some some changes and actually live comfortably and work comfortably and not have to worry about our profit margins all the time in restaurants. But the way that it goes right now, if business starts to dip, restaurants are in trouble. So it's definitely one of those places where consumers can vote with their dollars and let people know how they're feeling by just not going to places. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Um, you know, that, because I do feel like a lot of places, you know, when it's a a big chain or something like that, it's like, well, what's it matter if I, if I vote with my dollars there or not, but, um, you know, but this has been in the news a lot lately. And, and, you know, what you, you mentioned about, about tipping or being paid, you know, at at an hourly rate, you know, that's been the conversation. Like, you know, our margins are so thin anyway, you do, you, nobody understands what it costs to actually run this thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with time and money, um, but, you know, that that remembering that your dollars absolutely make an, a difference in every single one of these restaurants. And, you know, if you're paying attention and, and uh, 
and actually going, yeah, I'm not going to support that kind of culture, then it's going to impact. They're going to feel it. Um, that's so important to remember. Thanks for reminding us of, us of that. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, Allison, anything else to add, um, about the, about what you've seen in the restaurant culture or, um, anything about, you know, any sort of last words, I suppose, for the audience. Oh man. Uh, I love what you brought up about tech and how adaptable we are to tech and, uh, the way that the tech industry just evolves constantly because there are constantly new ideas. And the thing that I'm really excited about in the restaurant industry right now is that in my personal experience, and I have worked in the restaurant industry for over half my life, um, over 18 years at this point, um, the restaurant industry got a little stuck while a lot of other industries were switching into that constantly evolving mindset and constantly growing. The restaurant industry was, was basically like, no, we're fine here. We, we got a good thing going. And what I'm noticing is that we're starting to catch up. We are starting to realize that all of these lessons that the tech industry, that manufacturing industries are learning about leadership and how we can be leading our people and how like the control and manage your employees or cogs in a wheel mindset isn't going to work anymore. And how a happy uh, employee who is well taken care of is also a more productive, more effective employee for your business. All of those lessons that a lot of other industries have been learning as they have been evolving nonstop are starting to come into the restaurant industry and it builds growth. It builds that, that kind of creativity and evolution that you were talking about. And so I think that we're going to start having even more innovation in restaurants coming soon. And I'm really excited. And I, uh, I just hope that people are, are ready to enjoy it and be along for the ride. Oh my gosh. I'm so ready to be along for the ride. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And thank you so much, Allison Ann, for being here and partying with me on the after party today. It has been an absolute delight. Thank you for giving me space to talk about my favorite thing in the world to talk about. <laughs> I'd love to hear what you've learned about yourself through the COVID pandemic. You can get in touch through email at ravenbcoaching at gmail.com. I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook at Raven Bonnewell Coaching and on Instagram at ravenbcoaching. R-A-V-E-N-B-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G. If you've enjoyed this episode, do us a favor and give it a five-star rating to help us reach more listeners. The After Party is a celebration of lessons learned. It's hosted by leadership coach Raven Bonnewell and produced by Accomplishment Media.